Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia, and today I have Samantha Giles with me, and she is a mom of two. She's the creator of GWS Social Media, and she is a social media marketer and a content creator. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today, and I'm excited for you to tell us all how to simplify things because I think everyone's trying to complicate the shit out of everything. (laughs) I have learned that that is definitely the truth with everything, not just in your business, but everything. Yeah. And so what even led you to start realizing that things need to be simplified? How did that all begin? Um, It started when I first experienced chronic pain. Um, I learned that my, I was always on the go. I was the kind of person who needed to be constantly busy. And as the pain got worse, I realized that if I was going to be that way, I was going to either have to decide to live with the excruciating pain and I'm not going to... I would say failing at succeeding at my goals or lowering my expectations, learning to create a system around my life so I can not only complete my goals, but not live in that excruciating pain as much. Mm-hmm. And so why do you think like, you know, with, you know, growing up and like, did you find like growing up that you tried to simplify things and maybe it was just like, you still complicated the shit out of them, but it was like something that you're like, let me figure out how to simplify this. Uh, Well, actually growing up, my dad always would say work smarter, not harder. So I was always looking for an easier way to do things. So in a way I was simplifying things without realizing it, but I was also adding things to it. It's like, oh, I got this done. So I might as well get this done and I might as well get this done now. And then I just kept myself busy and I learned that that's still not simplifying things. It's just adding more to your plate. So in a way, I think <laughs> I've always looked at it as, okay, how can I use this and make it like work at it smarter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I think we, because it happens quick, we end up stacking like things. It's like, oh, you know, I finished this and like, let's see. Cause I think we're such go-getters. It's like, let's see what else I can create. And then, you know, like we're completely depleted and it's like, how did I get here? (laughs) 
Yeah, especially for the, like, I really target moms mostly when I go, like, I work with entrepreneurs in general, but moms mostly because I feel like every time we have downtime, we look at that as a sense of guilt. Like, oh no, I cannot be allowing myself to sit peacefully while drinking a cup of coffee. Like I have to be doing something. So we fill up our calendars even more and get our kids into more activities and stuff. And then at the end of the week, we're constantly complaining about not being able to sit down and enjoy that cup of coffee. And it's like, yeah, kind of did it to yourself. So <laughs> And so when women come into your world, how does like that play out? Like what, like for yourself or someone else, um, like, do they see that they're actually doing this, that they're like the big picture of how they're complicating things? When I first started my business, I was just focusing on allowing them to let me create content for them. It was constantly like, oh, allow me to just create all this content for you and take that off your plate. But then I started realizing that they were going onto platforms that they didn't even need to be on in their, like in their businesses. Like I was having coaches that were trying to reach out to other moms and they're on LinkedIn. And it's like, um, I can see why, but it's not necessary. And so then I was learning that like with TikTok coming out and then there was that new one. Um, oh no, I can't remember it. Clubhouse came out yeah. and everybody was like, oh no, there's a new one. I need to be on this one or Twitter, which Twitter can be fun and you can find success on any of these platforms. But I was like, you know what? We can't keep doing this. So I they didn't want to hear it from me because I was just the content creator. So I put myself in a position to now be like, well, you're going to hire me to do this for you and I'm going to simplify your life. So I was like, you know what? I'm no longer just a content creator. I'm a marketer. I'm a consultant. Like hire me as your overall social media package here. And I'm going to then teach you to simplify things. And so now I get clients and they're like, oh, I never realized that before. Or they'd be like, oh, I was doing all these things that I thought I had to. And it's like, oh no, you really don't have to. And Like, let me show you. And it's it's been a lot of fun because they're like, oh my gosh, now I actually get time to do other things and I'm getting more clients because we're automating and it's great. And I think that is the big thing. There's so many people who think that they have to be everywhere. And, you know, the people who, you know, maybe they're modeling that they're like, well, they're everywhere. It's like, yeah, but they didn't start there, you know, and it it's tough. It can be very overwhelming to be everywhere and try and be everything for everyone. And then you wonder why you're not successful in your business. And it's like, because you aren't specific and you're confusing everyone. And, you know, that's why it's important to have, you know, if, if it doesn't align with you and it's something that stresses you out, it's going to be better for you to have a social media marketer who can actually do it for you because yeah, it's an investment, but think of, you know, how it's going to turn around and energetically, it does a lot to be on social media, you know, and especially if you aren't aligned with certain things. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I was just talking to someone about energetically, I love connecting with people. Obviously I love hearing stories and that kind of thing. But for me, I love to be able to be on zoom, see someone's face and connect with them that way. And I also love Voxer, um, having those kind of conversations, but I do struggle with the DMS. Um, when people message me, it's because I like to show up fully. 
I find it very energetically draining because I see it and I'm like, oh, I'm tired and I want to respond to this person. But there's this expectation of myself that I need to be able to show up for this person. So then it gets put off, put off, put off. And then I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked to this person in like two weeks or a month. And I'm like, shit, (laughs) whoops. And it's not because I don't care. It's almost like I care too much. And I think when you can have a social media marketer who's doing the rest of the things, then you do have the energy for those types of things or to do it in a way that feels aligned for you. It's funny you're speaking of alignment because that's been like, um, my my idea for the week is alignment and simplicity. <laughs> and that's one of the things I teach my clients is all about finding what aligns with you. Like I have people on Instagram, they're like, I never want to show my face. I don't, I'm not comfortable there yet. And it's like, okay, well, if it's not aligned with you, then let's do other things that can help build that trust for your audience without showing your face. Maybe we'll show like the back of your head or we'll show like cartoon versions of yourself or, you know, in ways that speaks to them while still allowing them to go outside that box. I had a client who was constantly fearing to go live. And it's like, what's what's the um, discomfort there? Is it that you're nervous to go live? Because we can fix that through just going live all the time. Or is it really just, oh, my business really doesn't need me to go live, you know? So why should I go live? I'm really good at just creating graphics. And it's like, all right, well, let's just do that then. And I help them go, like I allow, like, oh, sorry. I get really excited about this. So my process is with <laughs> clients, we discuss the focus. I focus on the why. It's like, why are we doing this? Why are we targeting these people? How are they going to respond best to your program? So like if you're selling makeup and stuff, that's completely different than if you were selling a workout, like mm-hmm. how you show up for them is going to be completely different. And then they may not want to do different things, you know, some makeup tutorial for this person because she loves to do lives, showing off the content, you know, that way. Workout person may not want to do workout videos with her in it, but maybe she can show how easy it is a kid can do it. And her kid loves to be on camera. So I always look at who my who my client is as a whole, their schedule. So if they don't have time to do reels every week, this is what we can do. Um, If you don't have time to do uh, lives every week, this is what you can do and still love what you're doing, showing up for your, um, your, their audience and showing up for themselves as well. Cause like you said, if it's not aligned with you, the energy you're going to give off is going to be seen with your audience and they're going to know, and they're not going to want to buy from you. Cause it's going to be like, well, if you're not happy with your own, your own business, why should I trust that I'm going to be happy with your business? So, and it comes back to that authenticity too. Like, you know, um, and I was just sharing this on the podcast that I was recording earlier. And that is, um, one of my clients recently, she, she's very like mystique. She's an introvert, her photos, she's like covers her eyes with like a hat or like, you know, something else. They're very mysterious. And inside her Facebook group, she put out an offer that it's like, this is like, you know, inclusive and, you know, inclusive and exclusive. And it's for a special type of person. And she didn't really give too much information. And there were people who were like all over it. Whereas for me, if I was to do something like that, like I'm so talkative that people would be like, she's trying to manipulate us. Like, what is this? Like, you know? And so even with the way that we, the offers we create, the way we sell, it's special for 
who that person is, because there's going like, you know, with the alignment, they're going to be, they're going to feel that you're out of align because you're energetically, you're just going to be like, I don't want to do this. I feel salesy or whatever it is. And I think when we can remove the, the fear that we're selling something and we can enjoy it because we're our, our authentic selves, that's where like social media gets to be fun. Exactly. And that's one of the things I'm teaching in my consulting package is this idea of finding what you love about your offer. I know for myself, when I first started my business, I was just a general copywriter doing it all blogs, emails, and I kind of hated showing up for work. I was like, I don't, I mean, I like writing in general. So I was like pumped to writing, but like the idea of doing the email parts and stuff, it was draining. So when I found my thing, my social media, I was like, yes, this is my thing. But it took a while for me to hone in on what my true offer was. At first, like I said, it was just content creating. And then I noticed my clients weren't really posting the things we were creating because something was holding them back. And then I was having clients who loved what we were creating but then eventually would be like, you know what? I need to quit because I need to, you, you, I brought up so many good things, like um, ideas and thoughts that they were like, I have to stop doing what I'm doing, hire a coach and like reprogram everything. And then they hire me back and it's like, oh no, okay. So I realized I was consulting them in a way that was like opening up these different thoughts. And I was like, I need to start selling that because if I can get them to love their offer so much that they would sell it as easily as they would recommend somebody, their favorite shampoo brand, then that's going to get them sales because I can do the best networking and engaging and like algorithm beating, whatever. And you can get tons of calls or calendar books. And then when you get on that sales call and you're not truly loving what you're selling, you're never going to get that sale. So I was like, I need to reprogram everything and really hone in on that offer. So I really help my clients pick it apart until they love it completely. Yeah. And like, I think that's important is, you know, like you're talking about that journey as an entrepreneur, it's that, you know, when we first start something in business and we're like, I know what I can help someone do. And like, it's almost like we become so good at it that, all of a sudden, and like, we do see some of the setbacks. We're like, oh, okay. So this isn't working. Then I think that's the evolution and growth. It's like, we get to grow as coaches and to the point that like, we get to that point and of, you know, being in our business and we kind of, you know, don't even recognize ourselves from when we first started, but you're like, oh, if there's any sort of you know, advice that I could give myself how many years ago that I started this, right? Um, for you, like, if you like connected with Samantha, like back then, um, what would you say to her? To keep going. Because um, even back then, it was that process of really just doing everything to learn what I loved. So if I, I feel like if I didn't go through that process, if I didn't work with those people that I didn't like, I wouldn't know who my target audience is. I wouldn't know what kind of content I truly wanted to create. And I wouldn't be as excited for my offer because I'd still be in that um, figuring out stage, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really not showing up authentically as ourselves. It's that whole piece of trying to be everything for everyone, you know, and 
you don't have to, um, you know, it's, you know, some people say, I don't want to be put in a box. And it's like, well, you don't need to be put into a box, but you do have to be clear on like who you're like, fuck no person is. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to work with that kind of person. Like for me, you know, I was helping women hit 10 K months in their business but I found some of the women coming in that's, that's why they were in business was only for the money. And then they were wondering why they weren't successful. And it's like, because your motives are all wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you're coming from this from the wrong place. And so for me, I had to shift and adjust like my messaging and what I really was helping people do. Cause you know, it's like, yeah, you're hitting 10 K months, but the real reason those people are successful is because they're doing the mindset work, they're understanding manifestation and abundance and, you know, dealing with all the blocks that they need to remove. And then, you know, like you, I love content as well. And the power of story and how our stories and are so powerful. I was just finished reading uh, Start With Why. And -hmm. they were talking about Walmart and Sam, how he like did all that. And and I just, I love that because you pretty much said that the same thing. Like, you just have to remember that people are going to buy what you, not what you do, but why you do it. So yeah. regardless of what you're trying to sell, if you truly love something, people will know it and they will come up and they'll want it as well. Um, when I worked at Fossils, it's a small, well, it's not small. It's a retail store here in our Grove City Outlets. And their stuff is expensive, but I first started working there. I became salesperson of the week for eight weeks in a row. And people were like, how did you do that? So I'm like, I love purses. <laughs> like that was it. Like I love purses and I, I love their fossil purses. So I would just walk around and just legitimately just talk about, oh my gosh, you love this one. So do I, like, did you see these features in here? And this is why I love it. And people are like, they read that energy and they're like, oh yeah, okay. I need to have this too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it was easy because I truly loved what I was selling. Not like, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain unless you're truly there. And if anybody's ever loved something enough to recommend a restaurant or, you know, to have somebody try something, they understand that. And that's what I want for people to have in their offer. So like, I try to recreate that for them. Yeah. And it's, it's that experience of creating an experience for someone that like, this is why you need the purse and this is what you're going to experience from it. And like you said, you know, I know you said what, but like, I I understand what you mean because, um, you know, how many times have you gone to a clothing store where someone's trying to sell you an outfit that you don't feel confident in, but they're trying to tell you that you look really beautiful and you're like, but like, you're not even paying attention to why I want this or, you know, and it's like what I'm trying to like, you know, show people of about myself and what makes me feel comfortable in my body. I remember this one woman one time was trying to sell me this like thousand dollar coat and it was like, it felt like the sleeves were too short and she's like, oh no, it looks really good. And that's how it's supposed to be. I'm like, when is it? Like when is a coat ever supposed to like feel that way? And it made me so uncomfortable. And I went to the same store um, down the road and I tried that same coat on. And the woman there was like, no, like that coat's not for you. Like if that makes you uncomfortable and I'm way more likely to buy from someone like that who wants to help me find 
that perfect thing for me because of how it makes me feel. Right. Um, have you ever read the book, um, the Starbucks experience? Oh, no, I haven't. Um, I feel like for me, I love coffee and I love Starbucks. Um, and they talk about their values that, you know, it's not about that. They're trying to like, there's a certain kind of person who's going to spend seven to $10 on a coffee. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's not because when people go in there, there is, it's not necessarily the coffee itself. I mean, yes, I'm all about their coffee, but, um, it's the experience that it is in there. You know, it's like the vibe of the way they get to know you, the way they say your name, that when you come in, they're like, know who you are. And they're like, I know this person. Um, you know, when I'm drive going through the drive through and they're like asking me about like my day, what kind, and you know, I'm like, oh, just doing business stuff. What kind of business do you have? And, it, you know, it's the music in there. It's the ambiance. And it was so funny because my little brother, um, said to me the other day, he's like, man, like I've really fallen in love with Starbucks. <laughs> and you know, it's that question I asked him and he's like, I don't know. Like, I just feel so good when I go in there. And that's the reason people are willing to spend what, or like invest way more money is because how it makes them feel. And I mean, you look at coaches, well, why do they choose you over someone else? Because so many of us are doing very similar things like with helping people. We have a special way that we do it, but through our special way, we're actually like, there's a different vibe that they're feeling, you know? Yeah. And they actually, it actually brings a similar thing up uh, and start with why it talks about asking, why did you marry the person you married? And people are like, oh, well, they were funny. They're cute. And, um, they make me feel safe. You know, it's like, well, there are a thousand other people out there that are cute, funny, and can <laughs> make you feel safe. And it's, we tend to use words to uh, quantify why we chose the person, but it's really something just deeper down, whether it's because there's a connection of tragic history, or, you know, they remind you of somebody from your past, like that, that's why you married them. We're just not able to put that into words. And so, yeah, it's the uh, experience that really drives people. So I, I love that example you used though, but that marriage one always like stuck with me because people are like, why did you marry him? Or why'd you go out with that? Per- oh. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's like, we have a really good positive reason. And sometimes it's like, not so much. <laughs> true, true. But you always have to at least test it out. Um, I like how you brought up coaches and stuff because I was talking to somebody recently and they're like, well, I don't know. Cause I always ask, why should somebody buy from you? Is one of the questions I ask my clients. And they're like, I don't know. It's like, really? You don't? And so, well, <laughs> if you are not able to answer that question, then how are you going to expect other people to want to buy from you? And that's usually when they're like, oh man, because <laughs> I got to think about it. But, and I tell people, I'm like, well, they go, well, what's your reason? Like, why should people buy from you? I was like, because I get personal, <laughs> like I get down and dirty and I'm super creative and my empathic ability to feel what people are feeling allows me to really get inside other people's heads. And they're like, oh, okay. Cause you don't see a lot of people in social media that does that. Mm-hmm. Like as a social media content creator, I'm all about bringing your voice to life in the most simplistic way. And that way you don't have to worry about your audience going, oh, that's not somebody that's, you know, there's clearly somebody else writing this. And it's like, I don't want that for my, my clients at all. 
And that's mm-hmm. why I love working with people that have similar values, similar interests, similar like voices. So it's not so complicated for me to really get inside their heads. So, and I feel like everybody needs that in their life to find that when you work with people that are similar values with you, everything else just becomes a lot easier as well. Because um, I remember working for a client, she she was a doctor and she came off very easygoing, laid back. And it seemed like we had very similar interests and values. But when I was creating content for her, she was very in the box and I'm very mm-hmm. out of the box. And we immediately, like no hard feelings. We were like, you know what? This isn't a good fit. Like, I'm mm-hmm. clearly not the content writer for you. And it's like, I feel like when you find the person you were meant to work with or be with or whatever, everything just gets easier. Like mm-hmm. when it clicks, it clicks and it's just like, bam. Yeah. And we don't need to be everything for everyone. And I think people think that they do. And, you know, um, I had a client who she ended up, um, like she ended up um, doing an exchange, like a like a service exchange with someone and the other person was writing her content for her. And she was feeling so frustrated because the person was like the colors that they were doing. Just, she was like, though, like that is not how I would be. That's not how I would talk. And it is, you know, for me, like, as I'm listening to it, to me, this sounds like common sense. I'm like, well, like, shouldn't everyone be doing it this way? But they don't, you know, it's like, if you're actually out there and you're looking for a content creator you know, you have to be clear on that as to, you know, is this person actually going to bring my vision to life or is it they're bringing their vision to life? And I'm going to be, am I just going to be another cookie cutter version of everybody else that they've worked with? Yeah, I don't like that at all. Cookie cut versions. Um, <laughs> I taught my class, something I do all the time and I get a lot of hate for it. And honestly, I don't really care because um, that's clearly not my people. I do lives and sometimes I get so excited about doing the live. I'll like the one time I had a face mask on and I'm like, I'm showing up anyways, because I'm talking to people who are so excited about what they want to talk about and share that they don't, they don't care if their makeup is all done or they just don't have the time, but they're showing up anyways. Those are my kind of people. So I'm going live and I'm like, I know I have my face mask on, but I just put it on. And then I came up with this great like piece of knowledge and I just had to share with you guys. And since I have an ADHD brain, I know I'm probably going to forget it before I even write it down. So I just grabbed <laughs> my phone and people loved it. But then other people were like, your phone quality is really bad or you need to work on, um, you know, doing your hair and stuff before things. And it's like, honestly, no, I really don't. Like, you don't yeah. like it full past. Like, <laughs> I know my camera is not the greatest, but I rather focus on other pieces of my business than worrying about what kind of phone I'm using. Because eventually I'll have a digital agency person and <laughs> they can do that tacky stuff. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, you know, when it comes to those kinds of things, like some people, their idea of luxury is going to be that everything has to be, you know, perfect, essentially, right? And for other people, they're going to appreciate the fact that you can just jump on that everything doesn't need to be perfect, because all of a sudden with their business, it's like, oh, she's successful, and she doesn't have to show up that way. Cool. You know, it's like giving other people permission. Because, you know, we see people who are like, you know, air quote, successful online. And it's, you know, it's because like the reason they're showing up that way is because that's who they are as a person and they feel really good about it. And 
you know, there's going to be other people who show up in their pajamas and they're going to say to themselves, like, you know, this is, this is my life, you know, for myself, um, like, you know, going into my closet, like, I remember when I first started my business and I'm like, who am I not, you know, on those lazy days, like there's like, you know, some of those things that's like, okay, like it's time to get rid of that. But, you know, a lot of like, you know, around the house, cause I don't like being cold. A lot of the time I'm wearing, like, I don't know if you know who, like what brunette the label is. Um, but like, it's like these black, like sweaters, like they're not sweaters, but they're like kind of like that hoodie material without the hood on it. Yeah. And like, they say words across them, like, um, cause my hair is black in it. So it says like jet black and that kind of thing. And to me, they're so comfy and it's like that and leggings or like pleather pants, sometimes jeans, you know? And it, to me, it's like, that's what I find comfy. And, you know, it's, that's who I am as a person. Whereas someone else, they're going to, you know, have like the fancy shirt on and all that kind of stuff. And to me, I'm like, my kid spits up on me, like usually by noon, <laughs> usually there's like milk spit on my shirt. And like, that is the last thing I want to do is like be in this uncomfortable clothing but, you know, when I go out, it's like, I love to dress up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. And, you know, I find that once you understand who you are and what you said, like what you don't want to show up as, but what you do want to show up as, everything else just gets a lot simpler, too. Because then when you want to do a live and you're already knowing this is how I show up, you don't have to think about it too much. And you don't have to stress about it because you're like, this is who I am. I'm comfortable. It's simpler. And I can just show up and say my message. So it's it's nice for people who want to dress up because then they know, okay, if I want to go live, I got to plan it out. And it makes a lot life a lot more simpler too. Because it's like, okay, I, I might go live today. I better do my makeup. And then when mm-hmm. they get the urge, they can just do it. And then they can show up every day wearing makeup. And then, you know, so it's, it's simpler in life when you just start to understand who you are and what you don't want to show up as. Because for me, with my chronic pain, I can only wear certain things things so for the longest time it was just pajama bottoms is what I found comfortable and then somebody gave me a flowy skirt and I was able to wear it I'm like oh cool I can wear this so now I get to show up as the person who I really wanted to be and it's a person (laughs) wearing a nice flowy skirt like I don't like to dress dress up but I like to be comfortable Mm -hmm. like big baggy sweaters graphic tees that's me and then a nice flowy skirt so it looks really good put together and it's like yes this is me and now it's simple because no matter what happens I know like if I run into somebody networking or a random coffee chat which happens all the time I'm not going oh no no I gotta like dress up and look nice it's like I'm already feeling myself let's do this Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and you know, like the comment you made about the people who, you know, showing up in a face mask, um, you know, for some people, I remember my sister, she does Norwex and she has two kids and I remember her doing a video and I think she had like a face thing on and she was showing how to use the product and I never did say anything to her about it, but I just remember like thinking to myself, like, wow, she's really giving herself the permission to not care about what her house looks like. It's like she is accepted. Like I have kids, they're crazy, you know? And I think what ends up happening is we hold ourselves back from creating content 
because we think everything needs to be perfect. So it's like, well, I'm not going to go live because, you know, there's a kid run yelling in the background or I'm not going to go live because like whatever's happening. And like, I mean, for my podcast, I kick everyone out of the house, but (laughs) the reason is, is because my dogs are noisy AF and like it picks up on the microphone like so much, but you know, it's, it's being able to say like, this is my, this is my standard for myself. And it's not that my standard is, you know, lower because of the way I'm showing up. It's like, no, my standard is me showing up authentically. And there's nothing worse than seeing someone who they show up one way online. And all of a sudden, you know, say you do a retreat with them, or you jump on with them. And it's like, that is not even the same person. Right? Yeah, like I um, went on a coffee chat with somebody who I saw her lives thought, wow, this person's like this way, got on a coffee chat. And I was just like, wait a second, what? are you sure it's the same person (laughs) like I even because I get through people's profiles before I do the coffee chat so like I make sure we're connecting I was like I don't want to connect with just anybody like I love having those people that we have a lot in common with and then we end up talking way longer than a half hour and it's like oh no wait (laughs) sorry we're just but it's always like no you need to show up authentically and I always tell people make sure you're updating your images and stuff like every six months or every three months it depends on how often you cut your hair that way you're like if you don't wear makeup don't wear makeup in your photos or make it light enough where it's like you know because when people jump on those calls those sales calls that's what they're expecting the person in that photo person like because um there's this one young lady her photo is like 10 years younger than she is and it's like you can tell that COVID Mm -hmm. and everything has taken and it's like wait a second she's like oh yeah those photos were like my younger years it's like oh, I thought I was speaking to someone younger. Not that I cared. It just like, it was a major shock. I was personally like, um, okay. Well, and that's the, that's the problem too, is that, you know, when someone's showing up that way and you're expecting someone else, you know, first off, if they don't feel confident in showing up as themselves now, like in new pictures and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. it's mindset wise. Well, that's why you're not making any money and no one's showing up like to your content is because people feel that energetically. They don't feel you and your authentic self. And I think that's what the success in business really comes down to is that authenticity and that confidence within yourself. Because there's some, there's people that I know who are successful, but when people purchase from them, they don't purchase again because they they don't feel like, oh, this person's not who I thought they were. I totally agree with that. Totally. Like I love when um my clients see that for themselves. They're like, oh, we did all this work and now like they tell me, oh, we were just missing this one little piece. And then I make them think about it and suddenly like people were starting to show up or I had this one client who I probably already said this, but we were creating amazing content. And she told me this was the way she was. And she was going, I always have my clients review the content um, before put up because I want to make sure it really embraces their voice. So I'm putting it up and I'm doing it and everything's like going really well. And I know she's getting sales calls because or getting scheduled calls because I'm in her DMs. So I know they're scheduling calls And she's like, I don't know why, but I'm not getting any sales. And I was like, okay, well, how are you showing up on these sales calls? She's like, oh, the same 
And I'm like, really? So we got on a call and she was very monotone, very like, I don't know, like very tensed and not like energetic at all. And it's like, well, your Mm -hmm. content's this way and you're showing up almost bored. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to buy from you either. So we fixed it. I told her and she asked. she sadly, she's like, okay, well, I need to put my business on hold. I think it is because she had too many people whispering in her ear. She's like, I'm starting to see people as money signs and I don't want to show up. Mm-hmm. And I think, and so I'm like, well, then that's the problem. So she put her business on hold. She went on a couple of retreats and things and she's finding herself and that's great. And it's like, I love losing clients to that. <laughs> like, yes, mm-hmm. go find the you and let's put it back in your content and then let's start selling again. So yeah. And, you know, I totally relate with um, like those clients who you see doing that because, you know, for myself, I've always said to my clients, I'm like, you need to show up authentically. Like if I showed up online, super loving, didn't swear, <laughs> you know, yeah. when I drop an F-bomb, people would be like, and like, it would make them so uncomfortable where, I mean, with my boyfriend and I, we've said like our daughter's first word probably is going to be fuck. <laughs> like, it is quite possible, but you know, him and I are both very, people use the word stubborn, but I like to say that she's, she's strong. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's like, you know, I'm very sarcastic and saucy, but you know, on the other side of things, like my clients know that I genuinely care about them you know it's like I love so deep that when someone else shares a story with me it's like I feel like I'm you know an empath like I feel all of it yeah and so you know it's like you get to show up all as all of that like I don't know if you saw the post that I just did like yesterday where I was like I'm gonna save you all some time if you were this person dropping into my dms I am not going to respond to you. <laughs> I almost responded with something like, okay. And then I was going to drop in your DMs like that person. Like, <laughs> Well, it was so funny because, you know, I posted it and then there was that thought in my head. I'm like, oh, maybe I should delete this. Like I'm kind of being a little harsh, but it is. It's like that copy paste, you know, when I have someone who's like, oh, you know, I'm an appointment setter and like, I'll give you like 50 to a hundred appointments. And I'm just like that, like, do you not know that I'm a mom? Like, (laughs) and like when, like, I don't know if you follow human design, but I'm a projector that like, you know, I'm, I'm a two, four projector. Like I do not have the capacity to work like extensive hours. So Mm -hmm. that makes me want to throw up a little. (laughs) It gives That gives me anxiety to even be that way. Yeah, I'm all for cold messaging. I actually do it in my own business, but there is a way to do it that comes off as serving, mm-hmm. not like, you know, I just, I tell people like, hey, I saw it. Um, you're, you know, I saw you're an entrepreneur. I'm a social media marketer. If you are looking to like get content out easier or, you know, need somebody to help you figure out that missing piece in your social media that's getting not getting you sales. I'm like, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to connect. And it's like that message and that input like allows people to go, oh, okay. And it is kind of copy and case because it's really just that. But it's like, but I also take the time to go to their profiles and I'm not just sending it out to everybody. So I like, mm-hmm. I, I look and I'm like, I'm, I tell people, I judge you by your 
I judge you. Okay. You we all do. <laughs> you have to, it's the profile. So like I, t- I tell people like, oh, why'd you connect? I'm like, honestly, I like the energy your profile was kind of coming off of and giving. So I decided to connect with you. And then it's like when we connect and it's like, yes, it really is that energy. You're not just fibbing online. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I respond, I connect with them through posts and things. And I start those conversations. I don't just randomly send out. Like I had this one coach who told me to send out a hundred cold messages a day. I'm like, I had someone tell me that too. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> No, thank you. Because I want to make sure that I have a three tick criteria that I want for my audience. And even if it's not like I have tons of social media content creator friends, and it's like, of course, I'm not going to be reaching out and hoping they're my clients. They do the same thing I do. But it's like, I love their energy. And it's something I want to feed off of in my newsfeed. And it's like, that's the kind of people I want in my newsfeed. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to reach out to every millionaire entrepreneur out there in hopes that they buy my packages and stuff it's like no I want to reach out to the moms that are silly or the women that are creative or changing the world in some way or living the life I want to live and those are the people I want to follow because when you surround yourself with people that are like-minded like you and I know that term is so overused like-minded and I know people dm me it's like like helping people find their purpose I'm like yes "Uh uh-huh and (laughs) but like I love I just like it's the same though. I want people that share that energy with me. And sometimes it's easier just to say you're like-minded. We seem like we are on similar like wavelengths. And that's why I connected. I loved your energy. It's the truth. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so it comes off less spammy. It's like, you can be the person who, um, I learned that don't be the, that bar guy, (laughs) you know, the sleazy guy that just comes in and goes, Hey girl. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like and she's like go away and he's like you see him walk over to your friend hey yep. girl it's just like <laughs> what <laughs> but there have been successful men picking up women at the bar and that's because they do it the right way and I feel mm-hmm. like cold messaging is the same way it gets bad a bad rep but it's the fastest way to get visible I'm sorry but it is you got to tell the most people what you do Sometimes just sneaking into that DM is just the fastest. And to me, like when I think of cold DMs, it's not even how I think of cold DMs, you know, it's like, to me, it's very much those people who, you know, when I say copy paste, it's, they've looked at my profile for like, it's like that you actually didn't even care to look at my profile or to like, take a minute to see what I'm even talking about to know that like, oh, cause like to me, I'm pretty vocal that like. I don't like sales calls, you know? And to me, it's like, if I do get on a call with someone, it's like to see if we're a right fit. But when most people think sales calls or appointments, it's like, you know, I have to try and sell someone on here. It's like, no, if I'm going to get on a call with someone, it's that they pretty much have to have like sold themselves and they just maybe have a few questions, which to me, I'm like, then you might as well just be in my DMs. You don't need to get on a call with me. But it's also me wanting to see if they're a good fit. But that's the thing is like, that's very different with someone knowing that's my energy, that's my vibe versus trying to tell me that you're going to do this. It's like, but you're saying that to everyone. And then you're wondering why, you know, I'm like, please don't. Um, And then the other one, like, you know, that really annoys me that I shared was that there's that company and I don't know which company it is, but it's all those women and it looks like their profile is like... It looks like their profile is genuine, but then as soon as you read their bio, it's like, we help 
you 100 X or whatever it is, your company. And they all come in like the whole, like all of them all the time comes in with the same thing. You don't respond to it. And then they're like, still there. And I'm like, no, I was never fucking here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I hate those women too. And I've actually responded to one woman and I was like, look, if you want to get people's attention with this, first of all, at least show that you looked at their profile. Like I wrote something, I don't wear makeup. Like I wear occasional makeup because I just, I don't care. (laughs) And this is me. Um, I mean, makeup makes me feel pretty and I will like do my makeup every once in a while, but like, honestly, it's just like, I'm too lazy to wear makeup. That's because I put it on and then I forget to take it off. And it's like, I can't do it. anymore. That's how I am. Like, I'm not wearing any makeup and I'm just like, it's way too much for me because it like makes me break out. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) I just, I just rather not. And so like, she came in and like tried to sell me makeup and I'm like, "I, I don't wear makeup. Like nowhere in my photos does it look like I even wear makeup. And she was like, and she was like trying to sell me makeup and how they were having a sale and stuff and how I wanted to come to one of those parties. And I'm like, um, I, I don't wear makeup. And I'm like, if you would have taken the time to see if I was even your ideal client, you would have noticed. Mm-hmm. And she, I'm like, what you need to do is, you know, take a second, look at their profiles. If they wear a lot of makeup in their photos and stuff, reach out to them and be like, oh, that's a lovely shade. What are you wearing? Are you interested in getting more makeup for this much? Like we're having a sale. If you love their brand, you might like our brand. Like get personal with it. Even if it's a copy and paste, be like, oh, I love the shade of red you're wearing. Who's Who are you wearing? And if they're a real makeup person, they'll know the brands. I go, I wear Walmart. I don't even know <laughs> the shade looks nice. So then automatically, you know that I'm not somebody you're going to pitch your line of makeup to like. I'm not yeah. going to get your makeup party. All you it's had not, to do. And then it's not going to excite me, right? Like it's like, that's not something that's going to excite me. So if you're like, cause I think what happens with a lot of people is like using the makeup, for example, they see that, oh my God, this woman would look so good in this makeup. And they're like pitching to people who they're trying to convince they need it versus trying to, you know, connecting with an audience where it's like, these people are already doing it like, you know, and it's the people are trying to sell to people who they know need their services, but it's like, they don't want it. <laughs> yes. I have a funny story. It's not funny. haha, but okay. So as a content creator and social media marketer, I reach out on behalf of my clients. So they don't have to like, they're just don't have the time. And I message people. And Mm -hmm. this one lady didn't even read the cold message. She must just be so sick of cold messaging, but it was, she, my client is a health wellness mindset finance, like the whole like guru. She believes that if your finances are in order, like you're stress-free, it's not about weight loss at all. Okay. She's just an overall fitness, wellness, health coach. Mm -hmm. And that's what the thing says. So we start off with something as, um, do you feel stuck in any of these areas? Because if you answer yes, then I come back with another message. And one of them says, wait, not weight loss, just wait. Because some people get really stuck in this, I have to be my ideal weight. And she teaches them just to love your body. She must have read weight and got mad. because She responded with, 
fuck this and fuck that and you're a bitch and how dare you and she's like if you would have looked at my profile you would have seen right off the bat that I'm confident in my body blah 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 but the thing is I did look at her profile and she fit the criteria because she was using a lot of filters if you were truly comfortable in your body and the way you looked and the way she was talking and stuff she could have really used my friend's help. And the way she responded <laughs> truly told me she could have used my client's help because she's clearly not comfortable with her body or the way she's out, like her outlook is. If she's mother effing somebody that really was just asking a simple question, I wasn't even selling. It was, do you feel stuck in any of these areas? The one was weight, finances, like not weight loss, weight, <laughs> <laughs> like but people don't even like read it because they're so triggered. You know, it's like the post I did the other day where I'm like, you know, if she triggers you, you need to go say hello to her because yeah. there's something that she desires. Like there's, there's something that you desire in that person that is triggering you. So mm -hmm. you need to go level up, you know, yeah. it's like identify, like, what is it about her? that bothers me is it like what area do I question myself that it's like maybe I'm not enough and it, you know a big learning lesson for me was um this girl that I went to elementary school with and it was like I was that popular kid um and then you know grade seven eight hit and I was like in a different class than my friends and a new girl came and all of a sudden she was friends with all my friends and I felt left out and it like changed the whole trajectory of my life. And with this woman, it was a huge struggle for me that when I would see her stuff or see her with like our mutual friends, like when we were growing up after that, it would trigger me. And it was like, why does this like years later still trigger me? And, um, you know, today it's like, um, she does like she went into like doing social media. She's a dentist nice. and she's really successful with her social media now where she's started off helping people with children, like tips and chicks, tips and tricks for children's dental stuff. And it's transitioned now to people just loving her kids. And she's making like a thousand dollars per reel and, you know, per thing that she puts out. And to me, it's like, again, I found that I was like initially triggered because like, I'm on social media and I love content. And instead of getting upset, it's like I messaged her and I was like, can you tell me how you're doing this? And um, she, my daughter, she had, she had a lip and a tongue tie and she's the person who I ended up getting to like do her like little surgery and stuff. And it's so funny how like these people trigger us and it's like, you have two options. You can either like go and ask the person, how are you doing this? You know, I'm really inspired by you. You can choose to be inspired or you can choose to be triggered. And then how's that working out for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually uh, saw something. If you're jealous over something, it's because you're, you want something they have. And it's like, mm -hmm. instead of like sitting there going, oh, I wish I had it, figure out what it is and then go get it for yourself. And I always got triggered by people going on vacations and stuff. But when mm -hmm. I thought about it, I was like, I really, I mean, I don't really want to go on vacation. But what I wanted was that freedom to explore and go anywhere and everything, like do whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. and it's like, so I just had to break it down for myself and figure out that why. And I think pretty much goes back to what we were talking about. <laughs> 
it all just goes down to why. And once you figure that out, you know, it gets a lot easier in life because then you're not like feeling envious or jealous about people. You're just like, why do I love what's up like all about them? And like you said, you just go up and be like, okay, I don't know why, but I'm so jealous over you right now. Like something about you, your vibe, something like what's up with that? Like what's going on here? And it's like, and I realized I was jealous over somebody that I didn't even know as I saw them across the room. And I was like, oh my gosh, why am I like hating on this person? I don't even know. <laughs> because she was sitting there laughing and she was having fun and she looked amazing but it's like I wasn't jealous of her body I was like sitting there checking up I'm like no I don't she looks about the same as me but I love that she was just comfortable and her like the clothes she was wearing was super comfy and she wasn't wearing pajama bottoms and like and then I realized I just needed to get a new outfit that allowed me to live with my chronic pain and still feel good about what I was wearing because mm-hmm. I always hated that or <laughs> This is going to sound so mean, but I still do it. And I, I know better. Um, I can't run. And I used to be a runner at cross country and track in high school. And now I physically can barely walk. <laughs> I see people running, even old people. This is so terrible. And I just picture tripping them with a stick. <laughs> but I know why, because I want to be able to run again. And I know that's not a possibility for me. So it just makes me so good. I'm going to trip you with a stick. (laughs) Then I realized instead of visioning that I go, yes, go keep running. You're doing awesome. And this one lady, she was bigger in size and you could tell she was just starting her running program because she was in that mid jog thing. I'm like, yeah, keep going. She looked at me like, what? I was like, sorry, too loud. (laughs) Like I meant to say it in my head, but I was just so impressed that she was out there doing her thing. Even though initially I would have been like, trip you with a stick. (laughs) so now when I see older people and stuff like in there like clearly way older than me running I'm just like no it's a good thing yay for them they get to do what they love and pardon me and I think that's like if we bring that back to content what's so important is that we show up as ourselves and stop trying to be like these other people that we're jealous of because like you know you can be jealous of them and then you're trying you all of a sudden you find like you've lost yourself because you're trying to be like someone else Mm -hmm. and it's like the way that you're trying to be, it's like, that's not even the reason why I'm actually jealous of them. You know, it's just, it's the freedom. It's like, so you could go out and it's like, now I'm taking all these pictures of like me on vacation. And it's like, well, that didn't actually bring you joy. It was just the freedom piece. And you didn't actually need to do all that. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know, like I said, it's like, you get to this point, you're like, how did I get here? Like, this isn't even like what I'm passionate about. I always have, I have this part in my get to know me form It's competitors and it's in quote, because I don't believe there's competition. There's people that do the same thing you do, but it's so widely different that you're not really even sharing the same audience because you may be working with moms, but they don't like swearing. So they're not going to go to you. They may go to someone or there's Christians and religion. There's so many reasons why somebody may choose you over somebody else. So Mm -hmm. I always ask, what is your competitors? Because I don't know what else to call them. People doing what you do. I don't know. Um, What are they doing that you want to replicate or mimic? What do you love about what they do? And what don't you like about what they do? And I always get told that my get to know me form is so hard to fill out. And I'm like, I'm just asking basic questions like, um, what transitions do you want for your audience at the end of it? Not just the result, but what's that trans? And people are like, wow, okay. And it takes them like weeks to like get it. I'm like, it really shouldn't be. I'm so sorry, but I need these questions answered. 
And I'd be like, what is your, what is your why? Why are you in your business? And that seems to be the one that nobody answers. And it's like, and then I have to go back and I'd be like, okay, guys, I need this for the content purposes because people want to know your why. They want to know the mission. They want to know the transformations. And once you get, and I find that once they answer that, they're like, oh, I need to change my offer. Ooh, I'm coming up with a new package now. And it's like, oh, I just realized something. And it's like, okay. And another and they, thing. Is they feel targeting. so much more confident, right? Like all of a sudden they let off this totally different vibe of confidence. And all of a sudden they get start getting clients and they're like, oh, and they don't even realize sometimes that's just the key piece that was missing. Yep. And I, another thing my clients hate is market research. It's like, okay, now you know what your why is. What is their why? Why should they buy from you? Like, what is their why from going from one thing to another? Like one of my clients, she has the hardest time answering this. And I just keep pushing her and pushing her and she gets super mad at me. And I'm like, okay, so you're the health fitness coach. Okay. You can give them this amazing transformation to help them get um, unstuck. I'm like, but what does that look like? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, okay, let's simplify this here. If, if you were talking to somebody and you were to tell them, hey, this is what I do. And they're like, oh, cool. What else would you say to them? Like, what else would you be your thing? Would you just give up or be like, yeah. And this is my why for doing it. And then this is what you can get from it. And she's like, oh my gosh, I really just want people to feel confident in their bodies, to let go of the stress. And then here it comes to start keeping the promises that they originally made for themselves. And I'm like, bam, that's the transformation <laughs> right there. And she's like, what? And now it's her whole content. She's mm -hmm. like, I just want them to break free of their ties and start making promises they can keep. And I'm like, that means what for them? Like, okay, they're keeping these promises, but what does that look like? She's like, well, no more excuses. Um, they're not lowering their expectations lower than what they had. I was like, exactly. And now content just coming out of her like a wazoo, like a fountain. And that was just a couple of weeks of just going, and why? <laughs> and that's why I do the Focus Why program. Because it's like, you need to know the why. Not just the surface level why, but the deeper why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so important because a lot of people, they want to avoid that. They want to avoid, you know, saying why they want to give it some superficial thing. And then you wonder why no one's purchasing from you. And it's because you're not different than anyone else out there. Sure. Like you let off a different vibe, but you know, you're not showing them like, what is the result from working with me versus someone else? Like, why should I choose you? And it, you know, I think that question is what people struggle with is like, because they don't feel worthy, they don't feel enough. And it's like, well, why should I choose you? I don't know, because I'm me. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Good for I you. Find another me in the other corner. <laughs> um, I put a post up recently, and I stole this from somebody else. And it was, if you can't sell to 100 people, how are you going to sell to thousands of people? There's so many ways to simplify social media that people people don't understand like they make it so hard and with the algorithms constantly changing i tell my clients i'm like don't worry about the algorithms i'm like oh. yeah you need like to just... eliminate the algorithm and you need to be showing up and so genuine and con like you know consistent in a different way they the algorithm like you become untouchable with the algorithm it doesn't even phase you yeah exactly i say the number one consistent thing you have to be doing is engaging Mm -hmm. Whether it's in the DMs, whether it's on people's social media posts, whether it's doing this, you have to be engaging. As long as you are on the platform, the platform will show your stuff. 
And I, I laugh at those people's posts where they're like, you know, just checking my friends list and I'm going to delete people because, you know, resetting my algorithm and that kind of thing. And it's like, you know what, like whoop-de-doo. Okay. So you're going to reset it, but you aren't, you already weren't doing the things that you need to do to stay on the platform. And are you resetting it because now you're going to shift like, and actually start showing up? Or are you just like doing this? So people see you for a little bit and then you're going to sit there and wonder like, well, why isn't it working again? It's like, because you're not connecting with people. Facebook is a connection platform. You need to connect with people. Exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, um, I know you talked to me about, you have a 365 content planner. Can you tell me a bit more about that? So that, you know, how can people first start working with you? Maybe they're someone who's, they're just all in, like, where can people find you? Okay. So the content planner, oh my gosh, it took me six months to make because I'm not techie at all. But when I figured out that people really just need more than just prompts, because I'm getting sick of content calendars that just give you, oh, do a call to action or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. whatever. I was like, no, 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 no. I created this content planner and it's got an actual strategy. It's like, this is going to help build the love, trust, and no relationship. I give you more than just prompts. I ask you deeper questions so you can truly create content that's going to win over your clients or your audience into clients. So Mm -hmm. I created it and you can find the link. I'll give it to you. It's a fillable $25, super simple. You just download it, fill it up right there. Um, I put affirmations in it and I do weekly goals because sometimes you just need that like little bit of um, inspiration and remembering why you're doing your content. Mm -hmm. So, and then how can you work with me? Well, I have several different investment packages, but my favorite one is the consulting package where we just work for 20 weeks together. We dig deeper into your target audience. We figure out that why, and it's called the focus why package because we are digging deeper than just the surface level. So your content is so on point that people are drooling over your DMs just to try to work with you. And, um, that is a simple, just hit me up in the DMs, you know, find me on Facebook. That's where I'm hanging out at the moment. I have a Facebook group. So if you're a mompreneur and you love hanging out with kick-ass other mompreneurs, go ahead and join us there. It's called Mompreneur Social Break Room. And it's because um, I wanted it to be more than just a group about mompreneurs. Like it's a group about moms. It's a group about entrepreneurs. It's everything in between because we are women, we are wives, we are spouses, we are siblings. And the group is still growing. Like I said, I took a break. I'm now I'm focusing more and um, it's coming into a group of advice and knowledge and just overall like things like this is a place where I want people to show up and be like oh my gosh this is what's going on right now how can somebody help me so Mm -hmm. that's my that's awesome yeah awesome and I'll make sure that we add all those links into the description so we make it super easy for people to be able to find you and on social media on Facebook they can find you at Samantha Giles yes well actually it's Sammy Giles S-A-M-M-Y, because if you're on Facebook, you're my friend. And if we're connected, that's how I want to be. Samantha's more like a business formal. Sammy, we're friends. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I trust that this was very, very helpful for those listening to really be able to see that content is more, like you said, more than a prompt. It's there's it's so much deeper than that. And I think when people start recognizing that, Um, and you know, if they don't recognize that, start working with someone like yourself, that 
it's going to be a true transformation in their business. Yes. And yeah. it's simple. It's simpler. Than you it is. Say. You know, it comes back to, like you said, it's simplifying things and let's stop complicating everything. Exactly. <laughs> so for all of you listening, go out there and make life your bitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your bestie. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, feedback, or compliments that you want to throw like confetti, you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.